Welcome to Better Together with a Life Worth Living. I'm Phil Peck. Our stories teach, inspire, and bind people together. This podcast goes out on the water in a boat, a rowing boat to be specific, a very sleek boat designed for speed. However, the boats are not the story here. This is about the individuals with disabilities who are learning to row those boats. Gliding along in the water feels very calming and peaceful, exciting. Thanks to our sponsor, St. Clair College of Applied Arts and Technology. Start here, go anywhere. The LaSalle Rowing Club sits on the banks of the Detroit River, about two kilometers downriver from Windsor, Ontario. It has a garage large enough to fit a transport truck. Rowing skulls line the walls on both sides on shelves that reach to the ceiling. There are one-seat boats, two-seaters, four- and eight-seaters. The large garage doors lead to the dock used to launch those rowing boats. Doug Deard is the president of the LaSalle Rowing Club. He also coaches rowers. He explains how the club became involved with para-rowing. The club uh, initiated the para-rowing program based on one of our rowers, Stacy. Um, she was our initial para-rower here, and we saw what kind of um, effect it had on her lifestyle and we wanted to become a more inclusive club. And do you have to get special equipment or uh, facilities to accommodate the para-rowers? We do need uh, special equipment for our para-rowers. Depends on um, their abilities. So they come in all shapes and sizes and different abilities. And what para-rowing does is adapt the equipment for our athletes. Can you give me an example of one of the things or two of the things that you actually have to do to the equipment? Some of our athletes have no mobility from the waist down. Um, And in rowing, you would use a sliding seat if you had the ability to use a sliding sheet and use your leg muscles. For an athlete that doesn't have mobility from the waist down, we install a fixed seat um, so that they're able to row using their upper body and their arms and their core. Okay, and how do you get all this equipment? We purchased the equipment through the club and thank you to uh, Windsor-Essex Community Foundation through Sport Canada through several different grants that uh, have come our way. So generosity helps along with Is it a competitive sport or is it more recreational? Rowing can be what you want it to be. Uh, so we have rowers that just want to row recreational. We also have rowers that are competitive, and the same goes for para-rowing. If you want to come and just be recreational, you certainly can, but um, para-rowing is in the Olympics, in the Paralympics, right? So it can be whatever level you want it to be. (laughs) Now you're a coach as well as uh, president of the club. Um, When you're coaching people, what do you see them gaining from their experience in rowing? Active and healthy lifestyle uh, is one thing that I encourage. Um, One of our rowers, and you'll you'll meet Stacy, we call it money in the bank. When you're exercising and you're living an active and healthy lifestyle, it's like money in the bank. So if um, you have a disruption in your life where um, you get sick. You know, having that money in the bank is, is, will get you through that sickness, right? I guess is, you know, one of the attitudes that we've had around here. Is there any um, psychological advantage? For the para-rowers here, what we've found is it's, they're a huge community of para-athletes that uh, we've built here. One of the first uh, practices that we had, the practice was over, and yet... Our athletes stuck around and they talked about their experiences, their strengths, some of their weaknesses, 
and they just became a community of, you know, just simple things like a couple of para-athletes were chatting about wheelchair breaks. Um, and you know what, that went on for a good 45 minutes after the practice. It was, it was a great community. What do you hope happens to this program as it develops? I hope more people become aware that we have a program here and if they want to come try it, for sure, come on out. Thanks very much. Thank you. This is a rowing machine. It simulates the motion and the effort required to row a skull. There's a handlebar that requires about the same force it takes to row a skull. There's a seat that moves back and forth, just like in a skull. The machine shows the rower how far they've traveled in their simulated rowing session. They call the machine an ergometer or erg. The coaches are urging Sarah Chapados to compete 2,000 meters. Stacey Trottier-Musso is a rowing coach. She talks about a typical training session for the para rowers. Tonight we did a little team building with our walk, which helped to warm up the athletes. And then we did a short stretch before we carried on with the 2K test. So it's giving all of the athletes a benchmark to judge their performance by. For most of them, it's their first time doing a test. So it's going to give them a personal best. So we have all-around personal best for the room today. So the athletes sit here, pull the handle. Yep, push with their legs. So a lot of people think rowing is a pulling sport, but 60% of the stroke comes from the legs. So it's push and not pull. So you're just kind of bringing the handles along with you. Just the last 10% is with the arms. And how is this adapted for the uh, parallel rowers? It would depend on what their needs are. Um, so Mike wasn't rowing today. We do have some rowers that require a fixed seat because they're not using their legs. Uh, it depends on if they have trunk control or not. So this machine is perfect for modification for any customization needed for disabled athletes. So these guys, uh, two of them have MS. So they have functional leg movement. They just might have weakness and balance, spasticity, that sort of thing. So it's probably the really the first time that they've had the opportunity to work out to this extent, uh, work hard in community, but still get the good workout where they might avoid working out in a community setting because it's not something that is uh, accessible to them. Got it. How long have you been in the sport? Um, since 2016. And how did you get started? Um, because I have MS, I had a pretty... Uh, substantial relapse that I had to rehab from so I was working with a personal trainer who used rowing as part of my training and I'm a veteran so I knew that the Invictus Games were coming up and I started kind of looking into it because I really liked rowing just on an erg so I thought well that might be something that I could do and then I got picked up for the team so my main focus was rowing at the Invictus Games but I also did um, wheelchair rugby, which Mike was my coach for that. So it's a weird connection that everything just sort of aligned. Uh, and I also did um, swimming. How has it helped you overall compared to anything else that you've done? 
I love rowing because there's something magical that happens on the water. So we endure this indoor conditioning during the winter when we can't row on the water, but it's all to get back onto the water. I used to be a marathon runner, so I was always chasing that feeling of a race, like where you were uh, having spectators and there's a lot of people that you're doing this hard thing with and the rowing is the same sort of thing and I can get the same type of workout but running is not accessible to me anymore so now I can row and replicate part of the experience that I loved with running. And can anyone do it? Yes, it can be customized to just about anybody. I mean we had a rower with one arm and one leg, you know, like, they, and it, we just adjust the experience so that they're able to take part. And there's so many aspects to it that are helpful. And exercise in community is really the priority to get people out. It helps the para rowers themselves, the para athletes, but it really helps the whole rowing community to become more accessible and to celebrate the victories that people with different sorts of challenges are overcoming and achieving. Terrific, thanks. Okay. Para rowing was initially called adaptive rowing. It was first raced at the 2002 World Rowing Championships. The sport was added to the Paralympics and held its first events at the Summer Games in 2008. Mike Whitehead has participated at the Paralympics as a member of Canada's wheelchair rugby team. He's been at the LaSalle Rowing Club, working out on the ergs with other rowers. I like it. I like it because I can. It's it's me and the clock. When I look at that meter, it says uh, it says exactly how hard I'm working. So I could be thinking, "Wow, well, I'm working hard," but the power and the meters rowed is saying another thing so it doesn't lie which uh which is cool so i can push myself and there's nothing wrong with that and have you been on the water yet no no it's been years last time i was on the water rowing was in sarasota florida in 2013. yeah i'm excited because i grew up in essex county so i can't wait to be back on the river and how does the equipment get adjusted to accommodate yeah so there's a there's some great people that have invented some really cool things and it's just a quick couple fixes for the seat. You get a fixed seat in the boat and strap your legs in, strap your feet in, strap your waist in and then get going with the uh, with the oars in your arms. Does this machine simulate the kind of effort you'll need on the water or is it help you build to that? Good question. I'm such a novice and I'm hoping so. So I've done some paranordic rowing which is cross-country skiing seated. And the ski erg is very similar to that movement. But with the rowing erg, I've heard it's very similar and I've heard it's very different. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's a wait and see situation. It's a wait and see, yeah. <laughs> I'll trust my coach. Okay. And who was your coach with this? Doug is my coach, yeah. Doug is uh, such a sweetheart. The whole crew here at LaSalle Rowing is so many sweet people and motivated, but Doug's my guy. He told me that uh, one of the nights that all the pair rowers came out, they stayed afterward and talked. It was like a social. Yep. Is that a it's important it's part of it? Social health for me, as you know, I like to think for me, movement's medicine. So when I'm moving, I feel healthy and happy. But also when I'm chit-chatting with friends, that makes me happy too. So yeah, that night was special. There was some old friends, some new friends, and it was just a lot of good social health. 
Stacy said that you were her coach. Yeah, what a tremendous person and what a, a, a great story. She, she's great. I, I'm so proud to be a friend of hers. I coached her. I was part of the coaching team for wheelchair rugby for the Invictus crew in 2017 in Toronto with Soldier On and um, the Canadian Air Forces. And what a special journey, you know. We had dinner at Rideau Hall, and, and then we get to go and compete in Toronto at Maple Leaf Gardens, you know, and play some wheelchair rugby there. And Stacy was on the court competing against several teams. New Zealand was one of them. A lot of special moments. So uh, helping each other is really what it's all about. It's all about, yeah. I guess you can call it service work if I feel like uh, a lot of people have helped me along my way. So if I can give a hand along the way, maybe uh, kind of just pay it forward, as they say. So, yeah, helping others, I think, is where it's at. We'll hear more about the Para Rowing Program and its benefits as this podcast continues. We appreciate the support from St. Clair College of Applied Arts and Technology. Start here, go anywhere. You're listening to Better Together with a Life Worth Living. I'm Phil Peck. Rowing skulls are not like fishing boats or dinghies. The skulls are long, narrow boats that have the oar locks on a frame that extends beyond the side of the boat. A skull may have one seat, two, four, or eight seats. The more seats, of course, the longer the boat. But they are all narrow boats, and a narrow boat has a greater chance of tipping than a dinghy. It's the long oars that give the skulls added stability. Part of the training for para-rowers is to practice tipping the boat over. So they took a skull to the Windsor International Aquatic Center. Sue Whitehead is a member of the LaSalle Rowing Club and is coach for the para-rowing program. Tonight's drills are brand new to us as coaches um, and our club. We usually do a tip and flip in the river, but this is the better way of doing to get people comfortable with flipping. So there's four segments of these drills. There'll be three drills without the oars, and then the last one will be with the oars. So we're, we're all learning this. This is Rob, and he is a first-time rower, and he's on top with his feet out, and he's just gonna flip. There he goes, and he's good. He's very excited about it, so. All smiles. Yeah, all smiles, so it went well. (laughs) So Kathy now is in the boat, and this time the drill will be with her feet in the shoes. Now the shoes have Velcro straps. What'll happen when they flip, they have to pull the strap to get their feet out of the shoes. She looks comfortable. That's a good sign. So they're walking her out, and she'll give the signal to the coaches. There she goes. She releases her feet from the shoes and up she comes and it's all good. This here is Leslie. She is one of our Learn to Row coaches. And uh, this is, uh, she will be flipping and then she will be tapping the hull. So she'll stay under the water a bit and tap the hull. There she goes. Just to let us know that she's not panicked about flipping. And that's the whole trick to this is being comfortable in the water and uh, being able to hold your breath. Yes, that is. And, it, it, <laughs> and I, for one, do not like this, but as a coach, I have to do it. This drill is now with the oars in. So Sarah's getting in the boat, holding their oars, putting her feet, she's putting them in the shoes, and she's going out. So she's holding the oars like she would in a boat and ready to row. 
and now she's going to pull, she'll pull the oars in and roll. She's a little nervous right now, talking to the coach. There she goes. This one's a very difficult drill, but we're all learning from it, and uh, the rowers are doing well. The LaSalle Rowing Club is one of several clubs in Ontario that offer para-rowing. Accessibility is critical. The same is true for other on-the-water programs. Adrienne Skinner knows firsthand. She's a former coordinator for the Paddle All program for the Western Ontario Division of Canoe Kayak Canada. She joins me from Toronto. Welcome, Adrienne. Hi. I'm just wondering, from your standpoint, what's the attraction of getting out on the water? Getting out on the water is one of the best things I've found to help you get through your day. <laughs> At the end of the workday, you don't think about everything else that's gone on during that day and you just paddle and enjoy all our lakes and rivers that we have here. Uh, I've been doing it for years and I hope I never have to stop. Now, is paddling a growing sport? Yeah, definitely. So the movement started in about 2008 and that's when I got involved. Eventually, the goal was to get the sport into the Paralympics, which we did do in Rio in 2016. So that was a great success. And now it's part of the Paralympics. Para rowing has been around quite a lot longer than para canoe. So they had a, they had a head start on us. So why do you think para sports in general are growing? I think there is a movement in all kinds of areas of life where people are demanding equal airtime, equal access, equal opportunities, and this is one of them. So for people with disabilities, we're demanding a more accessible world, a more inclusive world, and sports are part of it. Is it a factor that uh, people can see parasports on television? I think so. I think that gives us a feeling of having more respect from the able-bodied world that our sports are legitimate and worth watching and are competitive and that we are athletes. So what makes it difficult for para-athletes to get involved in either para-rowing or para-canoeing or any of these water sports? I would say there are a lot of things. Um, accessibility to the sport is one thing. Having a club or a venue that offers the sport because a lot of the time the equipment that you might need whether it's a like a basketball wheelchair or a canoe a kayak a rowboat that's outfitted for you and to have a venue that's accessible and coaches who know how to coach you are all barriers through the movement though you know there's better coaching there's more training uh, there have been grants available to help clubs get the equipment they need, become more accessible for people with mobility issues, and to just make it easier for people to get involved. Adrian, what do you think prevents clubs from offering on-the-water programs, either canoeing or rowing or anything else for para-athletes? Well, for canoe clubs, we're on the water. So at my clubs specifically, there's a steep grade down to the river. It's 
very difficult to get down, difficult to get up for anyone who has any kind of mobility issue. Right now, it would be impossible for someone who uses a wheelchair exclusively to get down to the dock without it being dangerous and having a lot of help. So that's one thing. Also having the right equipment. Sometimes you need to have it modified and adapted to your specific disability. And thankfully, there are some people out there who are working toward making that more accessible and available. What did they have to do to adapt a canoe for you? Well, it could be anything to have helping someone hold on to the paddle using special kinds of gloves that might have Velcro. For myself, I have an above knee amputation, so I'm not able to hold the rudder for my kayak in between my feet because I don't wear my artificial leg when I paddle. So my prosthetist had kind of a little mechanism with Velcro and a plastic tube that I can wrap around my foot and it holds onto the rudder for me and I can just slide my foot back and forth. Some people might need a special chair that holds them upright in the boat with straps and supports on the side and around the back, depending on what kind of core strength they might have. Somebody's pretty inventive when it comes to adapting these boats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention, for sure. Do you have any uh, idea of how many people with disabilities would be interested in water sports if, if there was access? That's a hard question to answer. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of people who have disabilities about the program, and I think some people are wary because it is water. And if you have a mobility issue, you might feel a little reticent about getting on the water in a what is necessarily a, a fairly tippy boat. Sometimes, you know, we can adapt the boats to make them less tippy and uh, stable. But for some people, it is maybe a mental barrier that they have to get past. But I think if more people knew about it and knew how well run the programs are and how clubs are making it accessible for people through having the equipment there, they don't have to buy it. And they have coaches who are quite passionate about getting people out on the water who have disabilities and they're there to make it easy for them. Do you have anything else to add about uh, your sport? Well, it's such a healthy thing to do, to be outside and there's nothing better than being active for maintaining a good state of mind. Well, thanks for spending your time with me today and all the best out there on the rivers and lakes. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. The LaSalle Para Rowers are fortunate that their club is accessible and has the skulls. They'll head out on the Detroit River as Better Together continues. The sponsor for this podcast is St. Clair College of Applied Arts and Technology. Start here, go anywhere. You're listening to Better Together with a Life Worth Living. I'm Phil Peck. Para rowing is a program that many call physical and emotional therapy without the walls. It's time for the para rowers to experience open water for the first time. Their four-seat skulls are carried from the boathouse out onto the dock and carefully placed in the water. Kathy, you're in seat two. Next, it's into the boat. Take hold of an oar and start paddling. 
They're off. Perfect. On their return, there were lots of smiles. I talked with some of the para rowers. Sarah Chapados, what was it like out there? It was amazing. I had great coaches too, so that really helped. The um, coaches were fantastic, positive, encouraging, very excited. Um, just learning to balance and and do the strokes. So just gliding along in the water feels very calming and peaceful, exciting. Any concern that you were going to get dunked out here tonight? Uh, just a few times I was a little bit nervous, but more about my own... Uh, <laughs> my own balance issues. But. Right. What do you like about coming here? The groups of people are fantastic. They're very encouraging. And also just relating to people that have disabilities. Um, I've never been involved in a group that is active and in includes uh, people that have um, chronic illnesses. That and the fact that I'm building endurance and strength, that helps. That's very encouraging for me too. I would come every night if I could. I think about it every day. I'm oh. so excited to be here. Oh, <laughs> I love it. How important is that camaraderie that comes from being with others? It's very important. Feel accepted. Don't feel really very different from other people. Um, feel like I fit in. My disabilities aren't pointed out to me. They show me how to adjust or get around my disabilities. So when you're not here, do other people notice your disability? Oh, yes. So this is what makes it special in here. It does. It does. Whether we go out to eat or for a drink and we're laughing and talking and everyone cares deeply about each other. It's very interesting to see the dynamics of a group like that. Beautiful. So that's how I feel. I love it. Robert Cusinato. You know, I, I needed something to uh, exercise. I, I've kind of lost a lot of things with this MS that I'm dealing with, and uh, I wanted a new sport, and here it was. So Stacy came and talked to us about rowing. So we thought we'd give it a try on the ergometers, and, and then it progressed to here we are today, out, outside on the water. So it's wonderful. It's, a, it's social, which was nice. I played soccer all my life. I've kind of lost that, so this is my new sport. Tell me a little bit about what happened to you. So I have MS. It's uh, been a little aggressive in the last few years, and so that's what led me to uh, need a crutch to walk, among other things. Was there anything special they had to do for the boats to accommodate you and your condition? So nothing has done, been done differently to the boats. It's the crew that has been very helpful in making sure that we are safe. For example, uh, myself, I can't walk and carry the oars. Uh, they're doing that kind of thing for me. They're taking care of a lot of the jobs that maybe I should be able to do, but I can't. They're doing that for me. Um, so out tonight, Yes. how'd it go? Wonderful. A uh, little different than using an ergometer. Uh, we had to learn a lot of technique. So it, I was sloppy. But it was day one, it was peaceful, it was beautiful out there. Met some really neat people. Look forward to rowing with them again. That's good. Well, thanks very much and all the best Thank with you. your, with your rowing you, career. Great, thanks. Thank you. Kathy Dresser. It's exciting. It's amazing. It's so great to go glide across the top of the water. It was fun. And how tough was it for you to actually manage this? Um, I think I'll get the hang of it. It was just this is the first time I put oars in the water, and it feels a little different <laughs> than what I've done before. 
What do they have to do to accommodate you so you could do this? I'm hard of hearing. Yes. So picking up sound behind me is always hard. Putting Sue in my boat was perfect. She, her voice projects so well across the water. <laughs> Good. And anything else that they had to do? Um, when we were out in the water, um, my cochlear slipped, oh. and I had to un- pull the boot off and put it back on to make the connection again. So once I did that, I could hear again. So the, Sue has also been calling out words that catch my mind as what I'm supposed to be doing, how to put the words in and such and row. Okay. When you were in the pool last week, uh, how was that dumping over? That was amazing. It's lovely to have that experience to know what to do if our boat does fall. You come back and do this more? Yes, I will. I'll be back next week. So one other thing, what made you decide to do this? Um, Stacy, she came into our meeting. I'm part of the MS community and she came into our MS community meeting and she invited us to try it. And it was no cost and no obligation, no, no requirements. So we just showed up. Bob and I showed up together and tried it out for that first month. Okay, good. Thanks very much. Oh, you're welcome. Nobody went for a swim. Okay. We took up a collection of new pants. So, um, it's your first night for a lot of you. You guys did amazing. And I don't think there's anything critical we need to say. It's just one of those nights. Thanks to the Para Rowers, their coaches, and the LaSalle Rowing Club for their assistance in preparing this podcast. You've helped us understand the value of sport in your life and how important it is for you to share it with others. I'm Phil Peck. Know who you are, decide where you'll go, and choose a life worth living. This is Better Together. Thanks for listening. And thanks so much to our sponsor, St. Clair College of Applied Arts and Technology. Start here, go anywhere.